The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. This is Las Aria. Hey, my name is David Hanscom, and we're here today to discuss ACT in action. And what does ACT in action mean? <clears throat> ACT stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And this is what Dr. Aria has been teaching me for a couple of years now, which a lot of benefits. And as you know, I have a process called the Doc Journey, direct your own care journey. And our journeys match very closely. The ACT process as a whole different dimension to what I do. It's like a three-dimensional version of the Doc Journey. So we're starting to be able to talk to, talk to each other about these concepts. So the purpose today is to go into what's called the three C's, which stands for catch, check, and choose. And we've already discussed this in the past where catch means you just notice something is different and then check is, what is it? So you create a little bit of a space. And then today is a big one because we're going to discuss choose. So Dr. Arya, I'm make a choice to give you control of this discussion. I have control issues. <laughs> yeah, we can work with it uh, using ACT, David. So right. okay. Uh, well, well, good, let's start, with it. let's start with a quote here. Um, and this is a good one. So let's hear this. It's not hard to make decisions once you know what your values are. Walt Disney. Isn't that a great quote? It basically says, sometimes we're caught up in this internal conflict, David. And I'm not sure if you've ever come across that, right? So we all have, right? Just to tease you here a little bit is we all from time to time get caught up in what we want, which is sort of a luxurious thing and what we sort of hopeful and wishful what we need, what we kind of have to and should kind of do. It's one of those demands we place on ourselves. So sometimes we're caught up on, we want something to be different, but this is our reality. That's called an internal conflict. And what ACT does is it shows us that when you get into that mode of feeling that tug of war with your mind, there are different skill sets we can use. And that's why we're talking about this three C's. Yeah, the thing is, I just want to emphasize really quickly, we talk about this almost every podcast, is neuroplasticity. The brain is incredibly neuroplastic. And it's simply going to develop where every place is attention. And I pointed out many times that 
you go to a, a party of kids in high school and college, there's lots of enthusiasm and positivity and whatever is possible. And then you go to a party of adults and they're complaining about politics and medical care, um, religion, something, or they're gossiping. And right. I'm not saying that you know kids in college are perfect by any means, but there's a total different energy to the process. One of excitement and possibility. And then one, as you get an adult, I mean, honestly, there's a different energy at those parties in adults versus kids in college and high school. Yeah. Well, why, well why, I mean, why do you think that is? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, I think we, we, as we get older, we neglect uh, the play part. We neglect to take better care of ourselves. We're, we're so serious and we, we become adults because of the responsibilities and things that, as such. And part of this whole discussion we're having in these last few episodes is basically to get people to, to wake the F up. And that basically means wake the fun up. I'm sorry, hopefully the audience that's a, think of discussion. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Well, we, yeah, I can, we can have a whole podcast on that word, by the way. <laughs> the yes, absolutely. And David, uh, on a serious note here is, I think we get so caught up and as we get older and with more responsibilities and sometimes with medical conditions like chronic pain, chronic conditions, we get so consumed by things and we start to actually feel the suffering and another big thing that um, ACT helps besides reducing suffering, or I call it unnecessary suffering, is this, is ACT really, really teaches us how to reduce emotional and behavioral avoidance. You know, one of our famous sayings on, on this podcast is what you resist shall persist, right? right? So ACT walks us through is, look, ACT can be summarized even in this manner, is to heal, it will kind of require you to feel so if you want to feel better, it requires you making contact with the very things you don't want to in small amounts. And that's why the three C's might be helpful in helping folks with a struggle with chronic pain or life problems, depression, anxiety, relationship issues by helping you, helping you navigate the waters of the mind. Well, I just had a slightly brilliant thought here. <laughs> I'm never as brilliant as Dr. Amaran, my guru, but I'm going to try. But All right, I've heard that saying probably maybe 150 times now, um, yeah. resist or persist. But I've also been talking to my group about how healing occurs because, you know, the unconscious brain, anxiety and anger are incredibly powerful. They're automatic survival reactions that you have no say over. They are automatic. There's nothing you can do. Then you have your conscious brain, which is a fraction of these powerful circuits. We try to use this conscious brain to deal with these circuits. Plus, our identity gets mixed up in these things. That's a huge problem. So we're trying to fight off these massive circuits, and our conscious, enjoyable part of our brain just gets buried. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first steps that we talk about is to simply separate from these powerful reactions and then be able to live your life. But right. we also think somehow, and this is my trap, where if I just think if I fix enough problems, I'm gonna have a better life. Now that's partially true, except the problems never stop. A lot of problems are based on what's called cognitive dis distortions, which we'll talk about later. And at the end of the day, you can't outrun your mind. And so you can, what I'm learning in lots of different ways is that you can always choose. And as you keep choosing where you want to go, it changes the actual structure of your brain. 
So instead of being stress automatic survival reaction, we've talked about the catch where you okay, I'm a little bit something, anxious, frustrated, who knows what it is. Yeah. And then you check, find out, okay, what's going on? Maybe you name it, maybe you don't, it doesn't matter, but you create some space. Then what we're talking about today is you choose where you want to go. Yeah. And so what is interesting as adults, we actually have the financial and physical means to actually get what we want. Whereas in high school and college, it's sort of a dream. But these circuits, anxiety and frustration become stronger and stronger with time and repetition. So this play factor is still there, but they, it gets buried. What I now realize, if you look at the survival mechanism in three parts, we call it dynamic healing. You have your stresses or circumstances or the input. You have your actual nervous system, which is either hyperactive or calm. Then you have your body's chemistry, which is either in fight or flight or in rest and digest, either safe or in threat. In all three of those arenas, you have a choice. So for today's discussion, I'd like to talk about the choices just briefly in the realm of each one of those categories. Yeah. So let's talk about input for a second. So one of the biggest factors I think we've both found out, I found this out through my workshops and you've been doing this for a while, whereas you're in chronic pain, you're miserable, you're frustrated, you have lots of problems. And for some reason, all of us, and I'm the king of this, I don't wanna sound judgmental here, we like to complain. Why do you think that is? Why we, Why do we complain? Because those circuits become stronger and stronger and stronger. Because it feels good. Well, it doesn't feel as good as feeling good. Yeah, I love to complain, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right, you just lost a little bit of your guru status there. <laughs> no, I agree. I like to complain too, because because what happens you're in a victim role, which being a victim is extremely powerful, and you become right. addicted to it, and as you see, you get drunk in it. So mm -hmm. one of the cardinal things we have a choice of, and this is sort of simple in a way, once you get it, but it's sort of hard because we're so used to complaining that when, a, and I used to do this right in the office. I mean, I probably did it too quickly, but Dr. Aria, you're in my patient, you're in my patient right now, and you're, okay. you're, you're usual complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but I do say, look, here's, here's my book, here's the homework, which is the website. No, I'm sorry, here's my book. I did, and I gave him the website a little bit, but I said, when you walk out the door of this office, your brain is going to develop wherever you place his attention. So when you walk out of the door of my office, no complaining, no gossiping, no discussing medical care, no discussing your pain, no giving unasked for advice, just listen. And their eyes would go wide open. And I get it. I was one of those people who complained all the time about my pain, but they would often ask me, well, what do I talk about? Because in chronic pain, understandably, you probably discuss your medical care or pain probably 70% of your conscious waking hours right. or you're on the internet looking for an answer. So that's where your attention is. That's where your brain develops. So inadvertently trying to solve the problem from a neuroplasticity standpoint, you're actually reinforcing it. So you, you have a choice on a given day is where do you want to place your attention? Because this is not psychological. This is physiological from a neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity standpoint that's where your brain is going to develop is where you place its attention. Yeah, absolutely. And we can even take the word attention and transform it to values. Where do you wish to place your values? Where do you, how do you wish to be? So with that said, let me, let us transition then, David. I think that's a great example of being able to decide at some point, you know, what, what kind of life do I want? And right. so 
it's an audience. And one of the things that Dave and I are really trying to emphasize is we're not trying to minimize, but really emphasize the fact is this is really difficult. Being psychologically flexible is so difficult because once we're hooked, as David would say, once we are caught up on drunk in our thoughts, emotions, physical pain, we are coming from a primitive part of our brain circuitry, the fight or flight. You know, if I cannot fight it, um, I'm going to try to flee from it. The problem with that is we're trying to avoid feeling these yuckiness, these messiness. Problem, we actually feel more of it. And you may not feel it right then and there, but every time you sweep something underneath the rug or avoid dealing with your reality, it may show up in your body and even amplify your pain circuitries. So your body may feel more inflamed. You may have a sense of, you know what, I cannot feel like, I cannot do things. I don't feel like doing things. So we're really emphasizing this is difficult stuff. It takes courage to make some changes. And if you don't make changes, what happens is you continue to suffer year after year after year. So today we're really emphasizing this. David, we could actually summarize, choose, catch, check, choose. And I'll do a review towards the end, um, some questions they can ask so they can, you know, Socratically walk through these three steps and when they're caught up in something difficult, like a difficult thought, emotional, physical sensation. But today, since we're talking about choose, here's what I'd like everyone to know. As David mentioned, sometimes when, you know, we have no vice uh, except complaining or resisting or avoiding, what happens is that everything just gets fired up. So here is what choose as the catch, check, choose intervention is. I want you to write these questions down. There are three questions I want you to ask. And mind you, I'm going to go back and talk about catch, check, and give you those questions to ask so you can actually kind of help facilitate the movement of this intervention. Choose, I want you to write down three questions. When you when you experience, when you get to a choice point, or you notice that something is very difficult that's showing up. Now, I want you to choose these one of these three questions to respond to. When you're caught up in something very overwhelming, I want you to ask yourself, how do I wish to be towards myself, others, or this difficult situation in this present moment? Let me repeat that one more time. There are three questions I want you for this particular intervention. When you come across something very painful, thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, and you, it just draws your attention and you're fuming or scared or just sad or anxious, ask yourself, how do I wish to show up? Or how do I wish to be towards myself, others, or the situation during this difficult moment? That's the first question. The second question, if you don't like that is, you can also ask this question is another option is what do I stand for in this difficult moment? What do I stand for in this difficult moment? And then the last one is you could ask as another option is who or what is important to me in this difficult moment? We'll put this all together for you. I'm going to pause here and checking with David to see um, what he thought about these three questions to help facilitate you to choose and to help you move towards things that are important to you. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th 
Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, this has been a very humbling experience. <clears throat> and maybe the re- reason why some people instinctively don't go this route because we've talked about awareness a lot. So you've become aware, you've now become aware with catch that something's going on. You, you, you've identified the problem, which always seems really legitimate and powerful to you. And then I just automatically historically reacted. What I'm now seeing is that I want to be kind. But when I'm anxious or frustrated, I've lost awareness and it's almost impossible to be kind because I'm in the survival part of my brain. Correct. So what I've learned is that how do I, if I watch, I'll use my wife, you know, this usually spouses are the number one trigger. Or moms. So, or, or moms. Or moms or kids <laughs> or grandkids. Um, yeah. So I'm triggered. I'm, I'm upset about something, but I'm not in the rational part of my brain. Right. So I'm now... And this has been hard for me the last year is, okay, I'm triggered. I feel triggered. I'm upset. And I'm now looking at myself through other people's eyes. And I don't like it very much. I don't want to be that person that's angry, right? My wife can have sort of a joke that my wife's attractive, but when she's angry, she's not quite as attractive, right? And see, but see, when I'm angry, I don't see it that way. I I don't see myself as being unattractive. I'm just right. (laughs) It's because we're drunk. Think about this. People who drink alcohol and get drunk, or for those of us remember, you know, well in college or whatever it is, is when we've had too many, we we don't know any difference because your awareness is not there. That's why we're walking through the step. I love what you said, David. You said, listen, when when we are us, doesn't matter who you are, even even myself, David, I'll say, when I'm angry and frustrated, when we're so caught up. It's um, David, I'm going to have you do this and the audience members. What David said was very valuable and key. Yes, see, he is the guru, but he doesn't seem to. He's humble like that. So, David, um, don't, don't distract us on this one here. Watch this. All right, David. Now, imagine everyone. Um, look, at your, look at the palm of your hands as if you're about to receive some money or something. Just put your hands out together, right? Now, I want you to think of getting mad or anxious or overwhelmed with something. And as you're thinking about feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or whatever the overwhelming emotion is. I want you to bring your palm, both of your palm and hands in front of your eyes, and then almost right in front of your eyes where you can't see anything else except your palm. That is what getting drunk and caught up in everything that you don't want to deal with. You're drunk. You cannot see past yourself. And what I want to emphasize today, or what we want to emphasize today, is that that's the problem. Okay, so what's the solution? So there's two parts to healing. One is learning how to just neutralize these circuits. So I have, I do have one Davidism I'll hold on to, is that <laughs> no action and a reaction. When you're anxious or frustrated, you're in the past, you are not in the present. In other words, something in the present triggered something from the past that was unpleasant, period. 
So you, you've lost awareness of the present moment. So there's a whole skill set that we've worked on a lot about just neutralizing these powerful circuits. And then you can't, then you choose to where you want to go. So as you choose to where you want to go, that's where the healing occurs. In other words, I have another Lord Davidism. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, you have, so I always thought honestly that if you just solved enough problems, life would be better. Now, I'm not saying that's not an issue, except nurturing joy and pleasure and a good life is a different skill. That's where the healing occurs. It's not just yeah. fixing your problems or dealing yeah. with them and getting that excitement and play that's already in there back. It's not just yeah. a distraction. It changes your body's chemistry profoundly. Absolutely, David. And this is why, that's what, so listen, uh, I love how you just like, you know, like I said, folks, David doesn't realize how brilliant he is, but he, now he's hearing me talk out loud about him. So David, you are a brilliant man. Listen, I love what you just said. No, you, you truly. Are you, no, did you, have you been drinking this morning? Uh, just, are, are you already <laughs> drunk? <laughs> I'm drunk in joy and peace, David. There you go. So one of the things is, I, want, uh, I like what you just said, is, is because this is that, that, that fun um, you know, connecting with people and who are safe and people you love to be around, that is what changes your circuitry. So if you take a look at today's step, right? So it was check, it was catch, check. And then today we're talking about choose. When you choose to move towards fun things or people, that's called values. A value is your heart's desire on how you wish to be. A value can also be defined on who or what is important to me. So during difficult moments, David, this is sort of the summary of this, and maybe we'll give a, a, a real clear example here, is during difficult moments, difficult thoughts, difficult emotions, difficult physical sensations that really just kind of whoop your butt, what happens in that moment, even though your mind, your body, your nervous system is showing up with great intensity, you still have choice. And this is why we say choose how you wish to be, even though you have these angry thoughts now, David, I'm not going to make you do this, but I'm going to have the audience do it. So, because I've tormented you enough today. Um, if the audience members would do this, I'm going to show you how choose works in a simple example. This is called an experiential exercise. So, audience, oh, one time choose, exercise, experiential, experiential. Okay. It's just a fancy psychologist word for let's play. Okay. Um, to demonstrate the concept. Got it. So everyone, wherever you are, and David, you don't have to do this um, because like I said, I'm going to give you a little uh, break here. So audience, yeah, if you're standing, I want you to sit. If you're sitting, I want you to stand. Now, I want you to do this. As you're changing position, sitting or standing, I want you to just do this. I want you to say in your head, I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed, but I want you to still change your position. So for example, if I'm sitting, I'm going to say, I'm overwhelmed. This is overwhelming. I can't do this, but I'm still standing. So if you go from a sit to a stand position, I'm trying to show you that even though when you feel overwhelmed, you still have control over your behavior. Now, when you feel overwhelmed, you may be reacting from a very intense reactive position, a primitive part of your brain. You're in the fight or flight. Yes, this is why we're very clear to get out to shift gears of your brain in that reactive mode is for you to catch, to become aware. So I'm doing sort of a summary and I'm gonna go through an example, David, to be aware of what is showing up. So the question you wanna ask and catch, the first step of the three C's is what just showed up? 
become aware of who or what is saying something in your head. So the mind is telling you a story and you've become, you know, in sort of a trance. So become aware. So another word for catch is awareness. Another word for awareness is notice. Notice what is showing up in your fishbowl of your head. That's the way I like to call it. What kind of fishies are swimming in there? Be aware that you might, as David said, you might be in the past, you might be in the future, you might be in judgment. Just become aware. Notice what is showing up, what difficult thoughts, emotions, and where in your body. Now, step two is check. Here's the question. Ask yourself, how much am I resisting? What is my willingness dial versus my resistance dial? Am I willing, this is the question, am I willing to experience what is showing up? You're like, wait a minute, I thought you supposed to help me get rid of this. Nope, ACT is not about getting rid. It's about getting some space, as David has talked about. It's about getting some space so you can actually have some clarity to have your front part of your brain come on so you can be more conscious versus reacting from an unconscious perspective, sort of an animalistic. So just even noticing that, I'll give you an example. So you, you catch, you catch a negative thought and then check to see how much are you believing it, kind of waking up in that moment. So check to see how open am I to recognizing that the mind is just telling me a story and am I willing to have it? Because the more you try to get rid of thoughts, the worse it becomes. This is just a very important clue. It's like quicksand. Am I willing to have this? Is my willingness dial higher? And then the choose part is basically, how do I wish to show up towards myself during this difficult moment? David? Well, no, that's an excellent review. And I, um, yeah, it's so hard because what we're gonna discuss with the next couple of podcasts is that you're so in a habit of being the victim, being frustrated, whatever it is, you may not want to do this. That's always the first question. What do I actually want? And I have a little earworm in my brain that's just drives me crazy a little bit. You know, the Spice Girl song, um, tell me what you want. Oh my goodness. Don't do this to me again, David. I know what do you, what, what do you want? I mean, actually think about what do you actually want out of life? And you, you may be in such a familiar deep pattern. You have to really ask yourself the question. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, I want enough something different than listening to this podcast. That's always a hugely positive sign. And I think we're going deeper into these choices in some detail because one of the biggest factors is, do I want to make the choice? You always have a choice. The question is, do I actually want to make that choice? But that's a whole different podcast that we'll talk about. But today we're, we're you know, we pointed out the um, catch, check, and choose. Um, you're basically creating your brain to physically change structure. This is not a psychological exercise. And the more you do it, as my friend Bruce Lipton points out, these anxiety frustration circuits are automatically hardwired that you can't change them, but you can reprogram them. You can reprogram them. You can do battle with them, but you can reprogram them. It takes repetition, 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 because you're always going to get drunk with this patterns. I mean, that's just by definition, they're always going to be that way. You're not going to change that, but you're changing your relationship to them. That's a huge, huge issue. And then as you reconnect with these enjoyable circuits, they're profoundly anti-inflammatory and they actually change the actual physical sensation of pain. The pain really does resolve a good share of the time or drops down dramatically. Right. So um, Dr. Harry, this has been excellent. Um, it's basically catch, check and choose. 
And we're going to discuss the different nature of choices on a future podcast because the choosing is the biggest deal because that's actually where the healing occurs. You're going to deal with the negativity because that's a survival mechanism, but the healing occurs from choosing. It really does. And you, you do have a choice. And again, to be courageous in this difficult moment, it's okay if you've screwed up as I have many times and not followed the three C's because I want you to know is sometimes when you get overwhelmed, it's okay. And let's try again. So get back on that horse and let's do that again. And so the three C's as we kind of wrap this up is to provide you psychological flexibility. And when you don't have psychological flexibility, which means you're able to kind of roll with this and unhook from the storylines of your mind and not be consumed by it. If you don't, suffering really is so much more painful than the physical pain and life pain that we have. So with that said, we want to thank you very much for being part of this audience and look forward to seeing you and hearing from you in the next audience. Thank you very much. David and Les would love to hear from you about today's podcast and any ideas for future topics. You can email them at david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. That's david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.